Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host Jared. And I'm Edwina. And today, continuing our once more with feeling on series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Today, doing season three, episode five, Homecoming. Homecoming. This episode first aired November 3rd, 1998, written by David Greenwald and also directed by David Greenwald. Wasn't that lovely? Well, it is his, this is the last episode that he's involved with. Oh, really? So we never see him ever again? Uh, no, he goes over to Buffy. <laughs> I mean, over to Angel, sorry. Oh, Angel. Yeah. So he goes over to be the showrunner. Oh, interesting. That should be yeah. cool. Are we, gonna, we have to watch that now, do we? <laughs> do we have to watch that? I don't know. I think you might like Angel. Mm, we'll see. Uh, this is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan, but Jared has never watched the series all the way through, and I'm trying to convince him that it's worth his time. But it's far away. Mm, very far away. Far so, away indeed. So I think you've actually seen this one. No, no, I hadn't seen this really? one. Really? It didn't? No, no. No. Oh, I would have sworn you'd seen this one. No, no, still have, these are all new to me, still new. Yep. So nothing there looked familiar. No, no, I nothing. I swear you'd seen this episode. Hurry <laughs> on in the background, didn't pay attention, just saw someone being a vapid so-and-so. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, no, never seen this one. No. Uh, okay. Yeah, so this is definitely one of my faves. Um, yeah, I really like this episode. <laughs> so it's good watching this one, is it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, you know, you've got lots of really great... Um, Back and forth between Buffy and Cordelia, um, this this very bitchy banter. Mm, they're sort of uh, reverted back to their original spaces, haven't they? Like original yeah. sort of uh, friendship frenemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little bit of backtracking on it, maybe, or ah, uh, you know, it it was going back to, you know, well in this episode, Buffy gets dumped, and then one of her teachers doesn't remember her. The favourite teacher doesn't remember her. No, yeah. Uh, she misses out on the photo in the yearbook. Mm-hmm. And I think she kind of blames Cordelia solely for that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's not really <laughs> Cordelia's No. Well, I'm sure fault. she must have known those photos happening. So, up to her to remember. But, uh, yeah. Jared, did you want to do the summary? Yeah, uh, we'll get that out of the way and then get back to what you're talking about because that sounded really interesting. Okay. Not really. <laughs> This episode begins with Scott breaking up with Buffy the day after asking her to the homecoming dance. Buffy continues to feed a weakened angel in secret, telling him that the others will not understand how he is now better. At school, Buffy is monitored by two men in a van that are somehow connected to a vampire known as Mr. Trick. They overhear Buffy mention that a limo will pick up both her and Faith and take them to the homecoming dance. The gang sends Cordelia to remind Buffy that the yearbook photos are about to take place, but Cordelia is too busy campaigning for Homecoming Queen. After discovering that her favourite teacher does not remember her, and that it was Cordelia's fault that she missed the yearbook photos, Buffy decides to compete for the Homecoming Queen title. Meanwhile, Mr. Trick introduces the competition Slayer Fest, a group of participants including German twin assassins Hans and Frederick, the most dangerous game hunter, Frawley, Kulak, a demon of the Minquat clan, Minkhelt clan, I think, and Lyle Gorch from Bad Eggs and his new wife, Kayandi. Kayandi. When Xander and Willow try on their homecoming outfits, tension builds until they finally kiss. Mm-hmm. On homecoming night, Buffy is collected by a limo containing Cordelia instead of Faith. 
Cordelia gives Buffy a note from the rest of the gang who hope that Buffy and Cordelia will make up. Upon exiting the limo, the girls find themselves isolated in a remote location. They find a videotape message addressed to Buffy and Faith detailing the hunting of the Slayers in Slayerfest 98. The participants attack and after Buffy defeats Frawley, the girls seek shelter in a cabin. Buffy and Cordelia find a phone and attempt to alert Giles to the situation, but the phone is soon cut dead. They begin to bond when Cordelia admits that she loves Xander and Buffy reveals that she spent a year's allowance on her dress. Kulak arrives and fights with Buffy until the German assassins fire a grenade into the cabin. Buffy and Cordelia escape, but Kulak is killed. Upon arriving in the library, Buffy and Cordelia find Giles has been knocked unconscious by Lyle and Candy. Buffy manages to stake Candy, but is knocked out in the process. Cordelia then scares off Lyle by persuading him that she is a bigger threat than Buffy. When Buffy and Giles regain consciousness, they discover the tracking devices in the corsages. Buffy distracts the German assassins as they enter the school, managing to plant the tracker on them and have them annihilate each other. Mr. Trick is escorted to the mayor's office, who recruits him to help control the rebellious youth of Sunnydale. Buffy and Cordelia finally arrive at homecoming dance to find that neither of them won the title. As the two winners make emotional speeches, Buffy and Cordelia walk out united in their disgust. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Yeah, so a very Cordelia-centric episode. We, yep. don't have, we don't have too many of those and, you know, they're really at odds in this. Hmm. Um, God, some of the things she just says to Buffy are just <laughs> when she says, "Does your head even register what your mouth is saying?" Or oh, something? Buffy says that to yeah. Cordelia. Sorry, yeah, yeah. When uh, when Buffy says that to Cordelia, yeah. Uh, oh no, like like Cordelia ends up bringing out that inner her inner what she calls her you know her inner prom queen. Yeah, yeah. You really see that shine through, don't you? Yeah, and and you have seen that before because you saw that in uh, when she was bad, she became very Cordelia esque. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, in this episode, you know, Cordelia is, um, Buffy's metaphorical shadow self and pretty much after this episode, it gets dropped, uh, cause I think Buffy sort of reconciles with, um. I'm sorry, what gets dropped? Uh, Cordelia being her metaphorical, oh, okay, um, right. shadow self. Um, cause I think Buffy goes through a bit of personal growth <laughs> in this episode and, you know, it is that thing. She does want – she wants recognition and acceptance, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, also her friends are horrible in this episode. <laughs> like no one – No one helps her. No one is on her side at all. Well, they, they put her in a bit of a jam because they've already committed to Cordelia and then she suddenly throws her hat in the ring but, and they're like – But they were Buffy's friends first. Mm. Y- yeah, um, but she asked had, first though. Yeah, but they should have had – some allegiance to Buffy. And, well, but I mean, th- the fact that Willow goes, you know, Cordelia needs it more when Buffy was like really struggling at that point yeah. uh, with a whole heap of things that had gone on to the point where she's not even in the yearbook. She is feels this, invisible. Is this another like, gay metaphor? She's just going through a phase? No, it's not a gay metaphor at all. Right. Uh, just know, checking. Um, yeah, you know, Willie, Willow saying that um, Cordelia... Um, needs it more, um, and they they really don't see Buffy past her Slayer duties. Like that's all she, you know. That's the most important thing about Buffy mm. is her the duty as the Slayer. Yeah, it's pretty important though. 
Yeah. Don't get distracted. But, you know, she does, you know, but in this episode, Buffy's feeling really, really invisible. (laughs) She even says that. Okay. So we want to bring up the the weird scene with the teacher that didn't remember her. Yeah. So that was really weird. (laughs) (laughs) But then again, like, to be fair, I hate to say it, most teachers don't remember their students. You don't you wouldn't remember Buffy. I mean a lot of stuff has happened around, around the school involving her. You think or maybe all the teachers who remember her are dead? That's maybe, right. yeah. Exactly. Whole new faculties have been brought in. Yeah. Um but it is nice that in this episode they go back to um uh, you know, they normally f- don't focus on the high school elements. It's normally just a, you know, a metaphorical backdrop for the monsters. And this one really does focus on, you know, actual high school <laughs> drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is kind of fun in a way. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. The so are we leading into homecoming? Uh you want to talk about that? Oh, okay. Or, um or later. No, well what what did you want to say about homecoming? Uh, well, we've spoken about homecoming before, haven't we? Uh, I think in the previous episode. So, seeing it being a, the title of this episode, uh, probably a lot of listeners outside of the States don't know what homecoming is. I, mean, I really didn't know. Again, I know of all this uh, high school terminology that I hear from uh, American TV shows, but not really understanding what they are. So, I'm having to look up what homecoming is. And basically, it seemed to be a celebration more of a town celebration, I think, than a school. I think is what I sort of oh, okay. learnt about it. It's sort of the the uh, the uh, I think you said once before it's the students from previous school or the previously went to the school come back to the school and have, have a big dance. It's a football game or yeah. some sporting event that's usually involved with the local team. Uh, and reading about it, there was something that's mentioned that usually the home, the home team will play a team that is really bad, so they have a really <laughs> big win. Okay. There's some yeah, whatever that whatever sport they're playing in, generally it's American football. Um, yeah, they want to have a big win, uh, but it's, a, it's sort of a town celebration almost, I think, in some ways, the homecoming. And but the whole homecoming uh, queen thing is something I I hear a lot as well. Um, so they vote yeah. on a homecoming queen and you get to be homecoming queen. I've heard people say, oh, I was homecoming queen and such and such. You know, I was so popular in high school. I was the home carry, you know, homecoming. I was the homecoming queen. Yeah. It's a way of saying, yeah, you're a superficial bitch in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just definitely, uh, definitely that sort of click, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to say cause it's, I don't think we really have anything like, they kind of got rid of those sort of popularity contests. Yeah, I don't Australia. think they ever really had them, to be honest. I don't really remember having any anything like that. The only thing he had was a debutante or the Deb. Yeah, so we had the Deb. Um, and that was the end of year school formal, I guess. Um, but that was more – but they have the prom, but that's on every year though, isn't it, for every, every sort of yeah. year level, I, yep. I think, in America. Whereas I think we just have that one at the end when you uh, – Graduate from yeah, high school. I don't even think we had that. We only had um, we had the valedictory dinner. That was it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we didn't have like a end of year formal or anything. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, we and you do you, yeah. We had the, the debutante was huge at my school. Um, but yes, I did not do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Too cool for school. I just yeah, it wasn't my thing. 
So also it it required a lot of prep. <laughs> well, like a year's wages to, to buy the dress. Oh, it was more than that. Like those dresses, like well, no one really bought those dresses. They hired them. Um, yeah, they're super expensive dresses for debutantes, and but yeah, you had to do like. Six months of dance classes as well. <laughs> for one night. Oh, <laughs> yeah, God. for like, like a, I just remember. And then they cancelled for COVID. Oh, you'd be shattered. Oh, God. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I was lucky that I didn't do mine because my granddad died. <laughs> the okay. fun- and the funeral was the night of the dead. So I didn't even get to go. Had tickets and everything. Um, what else you got for me, Eddie? Yeah, so this episode is actually a pivotal season arc episode. Because okay. um, we are introduced to uh, the mayor. Had we not seen him before? No, he's t- he's been mentioned. Oh, right, yeah. So he's been mentioned here and there. Um, is he a supernatural being of some sort or is that a bit of a spoiler maybe? Or it's a full know. spoiler episode. So well, it's not a spoiler for me though. I don't know. You don't know what he is? Uh, the actor's German. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, he is. He is. Um, the big bad of the season. Mm. Um, Bit of OCD in there as well? Yeah, it's kind of like a weird little trait that they throw in that he has this thing against germs. Mm. Um, yeah. Sounds like one type of guy, actually. This, <laughs> this, a, 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 this day and age, maybe he's ahead of his time. It's not a, not a bad idea, yeah. People probably need to be a little more um, OCD about... I didn't even think it was weird that he asked if he washed his hands when he came in. <laughs> Like, yeah, what? Didn't you wash your hands? Come oh, on, some dude. people make you wash your hands and then put hand sanitizer on. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and there is a lot of like lots of little foreshadowing bits and pieces throughout this episode as well. Um, also, that you know, it's that Xander Willow kiss also leads to Ugh. some interesting storylines. Now, are we? Can we? No, we've mentioned that. Can we talk about that for yeah, a moment? Yeah, we can talk about. So, that. um. I was watching that scene and all I'm thinking in my head is, why are they doing this? Yeah. Who goes over to a female friend's house who's also, we both have partners mm-hmm. and trying some clothes. So I'll be like, Eddie, I'm going to go over to your friend's Emma's house and she's going to try and some clothes in front of me for a while. <laughs> yeah, <you're> like, <laughs> Lol, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, okay, maybe it's not a great example, but it's it was just so weird and... You know, like them getting dressed there in the, in her room as well. It wasn't as if he was in separate rooms and he came out and said, oh, what do you think of this? You know? Yeah. She was actually in the room behind a little curtain. It wasn't a curtain. It was like a, one of those special changing... Um, <laughs> I guess I must do it a lot then. Screens. Mm. Which I think were actually kind of a um, a popular thing at the time, those screens. Oh, all right. Um, um, but yeah, it, and I'm just thinking, why are they doing this? I'm like... And listening to Lisa Loeb at the same time, like it was, it was such a romantic setting that yeah, it was you, would, the, uh, you would think that they would have done this at like the shop, maybe when she bought the outfit. Yeah, or maybe with Buffy. Yeah, you know, and maybe him with, or or maybe her boyfriend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you know her boyfriend. Yeah yeah, 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 that would have made more sense. Yeah, and him with her girlfriend, like that would have made a lot more sense. And I'm like, yeah. okay. They're leading on to something here, aren't they? Yeah. This is the only reason this is happening. Yeah. So stuff can happen. Yeah. And then they have like that romantic. Romantic. Huh. Um, 
I'm doing air co- quotes here. Romantic. Yeah. Well, was, the song playing. I know. Well, you, it's Lisa Loeb. I mean, it's like they're playing Siamese Dream there or something, you know. Like that's your romantic music, isn't it? No, that's so, sad, depressing music that you listen to while you're crying. No, like, yeah. You know, but it's also like, you know, make-up music, isn't it? Soft. Just play Siamese Dream. Any song would do. Just puff from Disarm, <laughs> maybe. That's... Maybe play Disarm, Disarm if it was your first time or something and, you know, that's really bad afterwards or something. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, like, look, I hate... Are you crazy? I hate that they do the typical, you know, they give, you know, this is what Willow has always wanted was for Xander to notice her and he does it when she is already taken. Yeah, typical. Typical douchebag move. Like you're single for ages and you're dating someone that everyone wants a piece of you. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those people that only wants. Come on, some- quickly. He's one of those people that only wants a toy when someone else is playing with it. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't know what he has until it's like not that. his anymore. Um. Okay, Giles gets knocked out again. <laughs> This episode. Did we see? We didn't see him get knocked out, did he? It was off screen. Yeah, it was off screen. Off screen knockout. So but it yeah. must have been pretty, so pretty is, bad. This is number eleven. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, and uh, Buffy got knocked out too. Yeah, yeah, she did. That doesn't happen a lot. Um, but you know how we can talk about the dresses. Um, uh, not for too long. Really? <laughs> Can I talk about Buffy? Like you keep talking about the I spent a year's allowance on this dress. Um, Buffy and Cordelia's dresses are like though they they're completely different dresses. Mm-hmm. Yes. But they're done in the they're the same material. <laughs> uh huh. I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. Didn't notice that. I that, right. that was like the first thing I noticed. I think when watching this and like red and like um Cordelia's in red. Uh, sorry, Cordelia's in green and Buffy's in red. And they are opposing colours on the colour scale. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you call it? Um, I forget what you call it. The, it's like the colour that stands out the most. Are they both primary colours? No, uh, no, it's not primary. It's oh. Oh. can't remember the terminology for it. This loud colours. No, no. Dominant. No, it's like when you're matching colours together. Um. So it's like you know, green and purple. Like they're they're at opposite ends of the color. Oh, the spectrum. Yeah, the color at, spectrum. Yeah. yeah. So they're at opposite ends. Oh, okay. Yeah, co- yeah. Oh, there's like Ooh. a color wheel, and once they go across from each other, I can't remember the term for it, and I'm feeling like a real dumbass. Um, yeah. So so they're opposing forces. <laughs> these two dresses that are. Well, you're really seeing the stuff, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Seeing you know similar. Yeah, and, and that same uh, satin material. I think I had a dress in the same satin material, but in purple. <laughs> Smack bang in the middle. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and I just wanted to talk about one of the scenes. Um, so, we, can we talk about Angel? Yes, we can. Yeah. So, what do you think of the decision that um, Buffy, like when she says that she hasn't told... Willow or Giles about him being alive. Um, wh- why do you think he, he uh, she's made the decision to do that? Um, maybe because he's still a little barbaric and like not quite ready. 
to face everyone or something, maybe. Or yeah, yeah, and probably that. And then her telling him about um, the boyfriend, like the new boyfriend, like after he's been like um, after he's been in Howell for that's, that's the cock blocker, isn't it? <laughs> so after he's I've been got in a boyfriend, yeah, after he's been in hell for years, exactly. Um, she tells him, you know, I've got a new boyfriend. Um, What's a boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that little lack of empathy that she has for him, and then I was sort of like, well, but yeah, it does sound like she's also trying to convince herself she's not interested. <laughs> I don't want him. Yep, and she's like, you know, he's good, he's kind, he's all of these. You but know. funny, she doesn't seem that distraught when that guy dumps her. Like, oh, she is. Like, but the only person that consult actually consoles her is Faith. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So she's she's not upset. She's more mad. Yeah. Yeah. You're dumping me. <laughs> oh, he's just sticking the mud. You do better without him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Do Turns we see him again? Uh, no, but he I think he's brought up in the final season. He's gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but There's your gay undertone. It's, it's funny when he starts going, like when he's going, oh, I thought you were so full of life. And I was like, really? When she was like going through that breakup with like the horrible stuff that was happening with Angel and he thought she was so full of life and so vibrant and now she just seems distracted. Yeah, not to him. Yeah, but that sort of ends up being a bit of a theme with Buffy is that she is very easily distracted <laughs> by the fact that she is constantly having to save the world. Oh, no. That world needs ain't going to save itself. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Buffy moved beyond, you know, the Cordelia sh- Cordelia's shadow self, but her yearning for her friends and her friend's acceptance is a continued theme throughout the series. Okay. Right, so it constantly comes up, does it? Oh, as a way of causing tension. tension. (laughs) Got to have tension. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, I did really like that cut shot of um, when Scott Hope, uh, like from when she tells Angel about Scott and then it sort of does this this swirly motion and he's like, I think we should break up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she's sort of left standing there all lonesome. Mm-hmm. All by herself. All by herself. Oh. Yeah. Poor Buffy. Mm. You feel, I actually did feel really bad for her in this episode in some parts. So. It was almost that uh, Spider-Man 2 scene where Peter Parker's just being shat on <laughs> yes. by everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When, he's, when um, Franco comes up and starts yelling at him and he... Push, hey, don't push me. I was like, but you pushed him first. <laughs> then JJ Abrams, come on, get a photo of my son, the astronaut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he goes to get the last hors d'oeuvre and someone takes it from him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're shitting on Buffy in this episode. That's, yep, definitely. Sh- I'll definitely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can we mention Lyle? Oh, yeah. And his wife, Gandhi. Gandhi. Candy, 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 I, I won't let, let you go. Yeah. He was in this episode. <laughs> yes, yes. A callback to Bad Eggs. Yeah. Uh, oh, so Slayer Fest 98. Yes. So is, is, that a, is that like a tagline? Because like, that's kind of sound familiar. 
Uh, yes, so Foxtel used to do Slayer Fest. Oh, is that where I heard that? Yeah, I knew I heard Slayer yeah. Fest before. So, which was actually all it is is where they just play back to back like the entire series of Buffy. Like, yeah, it's a for marathon like, for like I think four over like a long weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I think it's like they they used to do it over the Easter weekend. Uh, remember, so. remember when they used to do that play marathon shows? Yeah. They don't do that anymore, do they? Um, well, we don't have Foxtel anymore. Well, you don't need to because it's all like, you know, on um, streaming where you could just do it yourself. There's no need to broadcast a whole uh, series. Well, there's marathon. Like, well, you know, uh, they started up an entire like uh, binge, you know, like Stan. Yeah, what's yeah. I'm saying? There's all streaming yeah, services so, so, now, yeah. so you don't really don't, there's no need to broadcast so there's an on entire, a free to air TV. So there's, or, an, in, well, there's uh, an entire um, streaming service called Binge. That only has entire series of TV well, shows. Well, yeah, but most streaming services would have, you know, whether it be Stan or Netflix, like would have a whole series. What I'm trying to say is that there used to be, uh, yeah, like Sci-Fi Channel or something like that would would uh do a marathon of a TV show. Yeah, yeah, which they don't do anymore. Yeah, I used to love those. Yeah, that's why. But, I but thought, there's, that's there's why no I, need to do that anymore. Yeah, so point. that's why I thought you'd seen um, Homecoming because I swear there was like one of those times when one of these marathons was on. And I just had it on Buffy all day. Right. Didn't even notice. I must have been doing something else on my phone. What was I playing Snake <laughs> on my phone? Possibly. Possibly. Um, yeah. Now, did you go down any rabbit holes? Um, no, I didn't go any rabbit holes. The twins oh, yeah. uh, that were on there. Are you going to tell this entirely depressing story where they're both dead? No, 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 they're not dead. No, they're doing quite well. They're well, they're actors. This, this is pretty much the only film or TV show they've ever been in. Uh, the Brewer twins. Um, and I found something about them on uh, on uh, YouTube. They were serving drinks at a bar. <laughs> there were these cocktails and they're handing it to themselves. Like very identical twins. Like those, they're the, you know, you have twins who are just like, you know, they look like each other, but they don't act alike. Well, they don't have to act alike, but these ones are very much doing the unison sort of twins. Yeah, they, thing. they sort of have that ESP thing going on. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I was just looking up about them. It's just, yeah, only thing they've ever been in. Um, musically, uh, I just wanted to make one mention and. Mm-hmm. I think I briefly mentioned before the Lisa Loeb song that they're playing when they're uh, getting dressed. Very mm-hmm. romantic. Uh, so I listened to a bit of a Lisa Loeb this week. Um, I was, yeah, I was, I was wondering before. why you're humming Lisa Loeb before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, um, I suppose everyone knows who Lisa Loeb is. Very popular in the mid-90s was her sort of peak, but she's still making music. She's still going strong. Um, is she still wearing the glasses? She's still wearing the glasses. You wouldn't recognise her if she wasn't wearing her glasses. <laughs> uh, she just that- always had that sexy librarian look. Oh, yeah, and she's still sexy. Still, She's in, so in her 50s and, yeah, she's still hot. Aged very gracefully, which is probably because she kind of always looked old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like even when she was in her 20s. She yeah, sort she of kind looked of looked like, like a 40-year-old yeah. when she was 20, so she's aged very gracefully. A uh, very talented musician too, like just got to say. And she, yeah, she's hot. She's cute. <laughs> uh, what her famous songs was? Uh, um, from Reality Bites. From Reality Bites. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Um, Stay, I Missed You. Yeah. Um, though I always liked another song. Um, I always liked Taffy. I don't know if you ever heard Taffy. Yeah, so this is a, one of the other songs that was released 
I, I really like this song actually. It's a bit more rocky than her other songs, where she's just more of a folk singer. <laughs> now this this one's you know a bit louder, a bit you know, a bit more, a bit more going on in it. So and uh, yeah, she's got an amazing voice as well, Lisa mm-hmm. Loeb, and here she is. I'm gonna get so much trouble for playing all this, aren't I? Yeah. I put it on YouTube and they're like, no, you can't do that. Yes. Like, Fuck you, I'm it's doing to- it. This is getting flagged on YouTube. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah I, I really like that song, Taffy. I reckon that's probably her best. Well, I'm sure she's got heaps of this. She's got countless albums. Uh, nice big discography. If you're a fan of Lisa Loeb, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and the song they played in there. How? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so not really a rabbit hole. Just uh, yeah, Lisa Loeb I giving her a plug for this you week. I thought had another one. Did you? Yeah. Uh, what was the that? The spiny guy. Uh, the spiny. Oh, oh, actually, yes. Now Kulak. 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 Of the Kulak Kulak Clan. Kulak Clan. Kulak Clan. Um, hasn't done much in front of the screen, but behind the screen, uh, director of the John Wick films. <laughs> Which I, I actually just found <laughs> I out by uh, I was browsing Reddit and after watching this episode, someone put a picture of Colac and said, "Hey, does everyone know that this guy directed John Wick?" I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm going to mention that in my podcast." So it's on the Reddit subreddit there for that thing. If you find it, yeah. it's there. All right. So uh, yeah, I think I'm. You ready for question time? I am definitely ready. Got it. Just do it. Answer the question. Okay, Jared, are you ready? Yes, I said I was ready. <laughs> Which character was your favourite? Kolak. <laughs> Kolak. Kolak. Of, <laughs> of the Death Watch clan. clan. Um, yeah, I've got to go with Cordelia. Okay, most of my answers are very Cordelia-centric. Uh, I would understand, yep. <laughs> um, which character do you love to hate? Uh, I was going to say the mayor. Oh, I'm going with Willow and Xander for this one. <laughs> Why Willow? Um, oh, for bailing out on Buffy? Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. yep. What was the most memorable fight scene? Uh, in a cabin where Buffy was fighting Kulak. <laughs> Actually, the whole cabin scene was pretty pretty hilarious, I yeah. thought. Uh, you know, that, that's my fact. Oh, we can do that. We can mention, it. We right. can mention things twice in here. All right. Uh, all right. But, yeah, the, the – yeah. That was uh, spat- the spatula and the bomb. Yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Leading when into he, LOL. When, he, when he jumps into the <laughs> window. He jumps into the window. It's one of those. It's one of those. It's one of those sliding doors moments, isn't it? Had she gone for the other window and they went for that one, he would have survived. They would have died, you know? Yep, but just yep. fate was like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. My and he lands right next to the bomb, too. So he's got a second to realize it. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I I actually really love the verbal fight between Buffy and Cordelia. I think it's actually the second verbal one that they have. Yeah. Um, and it goes something like this. Mm-hmm. So you really are giving out money, huh? That's Buffy talking. Cordelia's like, is that any more tacky than your faux I'm shy but deep campaign posters? Buffy, yes. <laughs> Cordelia responds with, 
this whole trying to be me really isn't funny anymore. <laughs> Buffy is all like, I was never trying to be like you. And when was it funny? Cordelia responds with, I don't see why your pathetic need to recapture your glory days gives you the right to splinter my vote. <laughs> don't be ridiculous. Uh, Buffy responds with, how do you think it's okay to talk to people like this? Do you even have parents? Cordelia's like, yeah, two of them. Unlike some people. Ooh, burn. Come that's on, like such a, ooh, that's yeah. a sick burn. Yeah, that was, that was, that was just mean. That's like, oh. Yeah. Oh, cutting a bit deep there. Yeah. Um, you know, she's shoving that knife in and she's twisting it. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Buffy responds with, your brain isn't even connected to your mouth. So she's stabbing right back mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point, stabbing right back and twisting that knife even further. Cordelia responds with, why don't you do us both a favour and get out of my way? And then there's sort of this pushy shove thing. Um, Xander comes up and says, okay, let's not, let's not say anything we'll uh, regret later. <laughs> Cordelia calls her, says, you crazy f- freak. Buffy responds with, vapid whore. <laughs> yeah, vapid whore. Yeah. Great. Verbal fight scene. Yeah. All right. LOL moment. Cordy with a spatula. <laughs> Whacking Kulak off with it. Yes. Um, mine's probably the end scene with after, you know, um, when they're announcing the winners. Mm-hmm. And Cordelia says, after all, that we've been through tonight, this whole who gets to be queen K-Paid seems pretty. And Buffy interrupts with, damn important. Cordelia responds with, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, favourite scene? Oh, the whole cabin scene I liked. Yeah. I thought it was pretty yeah. fun. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with the same thing because they, they're finally, it's it has been that trope throughout this episode that, that they're not. They're not actually talking to each other. They're just mean banter back and forth. Yeah. They're not actually talking to each other. And they do have like a moment in the cabin where they finally actually start to, you know, be a little bit vulnerable with each other and talk about what they, you know, well, Cordelia was talking about why, she, you know, that the fact that she's actually in love with Xander. Yes. And then you have Buffy talking about why she actually really wanted to be prom queen. <laughs> Just she wanted something. She just wanted to feel like she went to school (laughs) and there was proof that she did that. And she participated. Yeah. Get a participation medal. Yeah. Um, Least favourite scene. I think we both know what our least favourite scene is. With Xander. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Um, Favourite quote. Well, you already just said it, but I'm going to say it again. Xander Harris. Okay, let's say something um, we'll regret later. Cordelia, you crazy freak. Buffy Summers, you vapid whore. <laughs> Is that the first time the word whore has been used in uh, uh, Buffy, I think? Like that? Yeah. Um, so my favourite uh, quote is from it's, – it's the scene between Lyle and Cordelia after Buffy kills uh, his wife, Candy. Uh, all right. So I've got it here too. You do – 
Cordelia, I'll do. Yeah. Lyle. So I'll start with Lyle. Right, yep. Ready? I'm going to kill the both of you slayers for this. You hear me? I hear you, you redneck moron. You got a dress that goes with that hat? I'm going to. Rip out my innards, play with my eyeballs, boil my brain, eat it for brunch. Listen up, needle brain. Buffy and I have taken out four of your cronies, not to mention your girlfriend. Wife. Whatever. The point is, I haven't even broken a sweat. See, in the end, Buffy's just the runner-up. I'm the queen. You get me mad? What do you think I'm going to do to you? Thanks for a second. <laughs> Later. <laughs> well done, Eddie. All right. And then we end with best Cordelia freakout moment. Okay, that was it. <laughs> That's what I had. Oh, really? Yeah, I had that. Oh, okay. I had the Cordelia sobbing. I'm never going to be crowned homecoming queen. I'm never going to graduate from high school. I'm never going to know if it's real between me and Xander or if it's just some temporary insanity that made me think I love that I love him and I'm never going to get to the chance to tell him. <coughs> yep. <laughs> Very nice, Eddie. Yep. There's some great Cordelia moments in this. Anyway, who gets the wooden spoon? Or should hang on, I'm going to change it to a wooden spatula. <laughs> a wooden spatula. Yes, it was made out of wood. <laughs> I, I kind of put me off that. Aren't they usually made out of plastic? Who uses, who uses a wooden spatula? I suppose they are. I'm not saying there, there. aren't any out there. Just I don't see that many. Yeah. Uh, the wooden spatula. Uh, the fruity Germans. Well, they're not fruity, but uh, yeah, I thought they were. All this technology and everything that they had going for them, the the the, the telecommunication stuff they used was pretty sophisticated for their time too. The tracking system it seemed all pretty legit. What they were sort of using to to spy on Buffy, the stuff, the equipment they were using, and mm-hmm. you know, we when you don't have a video phone on your mobile, <laughs> yes. that was the next best thing. Yeah, uh, which yeah, it was pretty cool. Um. Uh, with the old man as well. Who, who's that old man? Do we see him? No, again? we never see him. Yeah, again. maybe him as well. He. Seem to have everything going, and yeah, he's like, I won, it up. I won. <laughs> yeah, the early crow. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm giving it to Mr. Trick. Mm-hmm. So, um, because he does seem like he's uh, a vampire that he wants to be in charge. He doesn't want to be someone's lackey. Yeah, he doesn't want to be doing the dirty work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in this episode, he ends up being someone's being lackey. Someone's lackey, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's the MVP of the episode? I left it blank, not because I couldn't be bothered filling it out, but I just really couldn't think of someone who was really outstanding in this episode without being a vapid whore at the same time. <laughs> to sort of cancel that out, if uh, you know what I mean. So, I, I actually still gave it to Cordelia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, she came through in the end, I guess, but you know, she was pretty nasty early on, so I, I took points away for that one, to be honest. Uh, yeah, no, no MVP this week. No one gets it. <laughs> um, and what do you rate the episode out of 10? We're both using spatulas? Uh, no, I've got something else. Uh, four spatulas. Okay, I've got eight out of 10 shy but deep posters. Posters? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, <laughs> the posters that she had. The shy but deep campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I will give a shout out to... Um, Faith and her going up to Scott Hope 
with the STI <laughs> yeah. as well at the dance. Hmm. So, only one on Buffy's side in this episode. Yeah. Alligators this big. <laughs> oh, what is it? It was it the um it's the you know, the doctor says, you know, you just got to keep using the ointment for the itching. <laughs> I can't remember what the line is. But anyway, is that it? Um, Can you think of anything? Yeah, else? no, I, th- I think I'm. I think I'm done. I'm just gonna push the button and. That's uh, the wrong the button. button. Well done, Joe. Maybe I'll push this button, and we'll wrap it up today. Okay, you have been listening to Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. I'm Edwina. And if you like what we hit today, you can... Find us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. There is a Facebook group and you can email us at nerdsubculture at gmail.com. Yes, be sure to like, share, subscribe, shout us a comment. We'll respond or not. But until then, we'll catch you next time live from Melbourne. In See lockdown. Ya. In lockdown. <laughs> Bye. Number six. Bye. Grrr. Grrr.